Cool. Well, this is exciting, right? Absolutely. First podcast. First podcast. We've been talking about this for so long. Months. Months. Yep. (laughs) Months. I think I wrote this outline in December. I think we mumble about it every time we drink. It's also, it's almost April. Yeah. Right. To frame it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's the first episode. Um, I guess we'll sort of introduce who we are. I'm Rob. I I work in the industry. I'm a professional, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I went to film school and everything, so I have the academic background. It's what I do every day. Um, And obviously, I live and breathe breathe movies. Um, I am Ben Legue. I am not in the industry, but I do live and breathe movies. I am a licensed civil engineer in the state of New York, and I just love movies. I'm Tom. People, everybody's gonna call me Bowser. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll get into that later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm the fact checker. I'm an attorney, so I think I know everything. So I'll fact check. Be careful what you say, everyone. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Andrew. I work in radio. I don't really care about movies. I've read the Wikipedia page for every movie that we're going to see. Yeah. So hopefully and not seeing the movie. No, right, I've yes. absolutely not seen the movie. This, 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 I probably important. won't see the movie. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So hopefully we'll have some interesting discussions um, from a couple different angles. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's sort of what we want to do here. Um, is Here at the Brewies. At the Brewies. Yes. Welcome to At The Movies. Sit back, crack a beer, and enjoy. Working title. <laughs> it's absolutely the title at this point. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's on too t- late. <laughs> mm, I don't know. All right, I'm all right. keep questioning this every episode. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's sort of a, like a, an evolution of of conversations we have at bars and parties and whatever. Anyway, yeah. so we thought they're kind of fun. Might as well record them. So looking at the schedule we've got going here, wait, should we explain the brew part? Because I don't think we mentioned. Oh, that's oh, it is, that is <laughs> so. So yeah, so the, the, it's called at the Brewies because we want to talk about beer because we like to drink beer, hence at and the Brewies. About movies. Right. So I have a beer that has to do. Uh, um, you should announce the movie, Rob. Yes. Yeah. Let's go th- go through the um, the specifics of the right. of the film. Dr. Lecter, my name is Clarice Starling. May I speak with you? For this first episode, we're going to do uh, The Silence of the Lambs, um, which is obviously a classic. Um, uh, those of us who have seen it, <laughs> have seen it multiple times. Hold um, on, hold on. Bowser, can you verify the fact that it's a classic? <laughs> is it in the Criterion Collection? <laughs> yes. Hyperion, whatever it is? And I believe it's. It also won all Centurion, five of the uh, Academy Awards for that year. All five? Yes. Big five. What is yeah, that, what's one, that one called? Is there like a cool title for that? The big five. That's it? Not like EGOT or? No, it's just it's mm-hmm. the big five. What other movies have won it? Very few. Uh, one I think Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's one Nest. Flew, okay. I think Shape of Water did got the big five this did year. Did it really? Oh. I think it did, yeah. I got best. I don't know if I believe actress, you. Supporting uh, actor. Uh, best picture. Best director. Best director. 
I have a list yeah, of, of what they are. That's four. Maybe we'll do Shape of Water. We won't drink beer. We'll just drink water. <laughs> just drink water. Or yeah, shapes. In, in different we'll shaped shapes. glasses. Yeah. <laughs> no, it did not. Shape uh, of Water did not win. There was one in not the past couple best years. Screenplay? I think, though. It happened one night. It happened one night. Interesting. 1934. It might have been the only movie that came out that year. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, Science of the Lambs. Uh, if you don't know it, a quick rundown. It's 1999. Um, 1991. 19, yes, thank you. Bowser? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Somewhere yeah. in the 90s. So, yeah. No, Who remembers? Definitely not 1999. That's the year The Mummy came out. They're two different, <laughs> very different movies. Um, it's Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster, um, Ted Levine, and Scott Glenn, um, who are all really awesome in it. Um, directed by Jonathan Demme, shot by um, Tak Fujimoto, uh, based on the book by Thomas Harris, um, which was adapted by Ted Talley. Um, so that's those are the basic facts about the movie. I have, there's some interesting fun facts about it. Like uh, Bowser mentioned, it did win the Big Five, um, which is rare. Um, but it also was the first... Best Actor Oscar uh, awarded to a horror film uh, in 60 years at the time. So Anthony Hopkins won for Best best Actor. Uh, the only other person to win for a horror movie before that was in 1931, which was for uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in 19, uh, 1931, Frederick March. So that was sort of an interesting... As you have a look on your face. A, a, fact, oh. a fact we learned, uh, because we are all uh, we all live in Jersey City, and there's a old theater, the Landmark Lowe's, where they had a special horror night triple feature, I think, actually, but we made it for the last two. Yeah. Um, those being Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from 1931, and then finishing the night with Silence of the Lambs, which was pretty incredible to see on the big screen. Like oh, yeah. Rob said, we've seen it... I don't know, dozens of times, you know, six, half dozen, one or the other. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't know that phrase. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not familiar. Um, but to see it on the big screen and in, yeah. in high quality was, was, uh, yeah, that was amazing. it changed the way I saw the movie for sure. Yeah, and I think we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But it was definitely, yeah, it sort of changed the way you, I mean, it changed the way you see it because obviously you're looking at it. But um, yeah, no, that was a really cool experience. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's sort of why we picked this movie because we had just all recently seen it um, and we were talking about it anyway afterward. Um, it's also a classic and it's been out for a long time. So, you know, it's it's something we know really well and it's easy to pick apart and there's a lot going on anyway. So thought it would be a good one to start off with. All right, so we know why we picked the movie. Yep. I have a beer. Okay. I went for a nice little walk after work today because I don't have a real job and I can leave very early. <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh, Carmine Street Beers, which I thought would be better than it was. Okay. They recently redid it and made it, they put in like a tap room and a bunch of other stuff. That's kind of weird. That yeah. doesn't sound where, bad, where is that? Well, it used to have a huge selection. And uh, now they just have like two coolers. So have, I don't yeah. think I've ever been there. Where is it? It's on uh, the... Carmine. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Carmine's only like three blocks Well. So, um, and it's all this one. Like, Carmine and <laughs> by, uh, remember P.S. Burger? Yeah. Across the street. Oh. But oh, P.S. Yeah, Burger yeah, is okay, also closed. That's, yeah, I saw that. Um, but okay that's, that's the place with the dog that always sit outside? Uh, probably. Yeah. I wonder what the dog's name is. Ooh. Carmine. Carmine. <laughs> you guys, Carmine are, you guys are gonna love the way that this sounds. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Right, so we have all, all this talking over each other. No, no, no. The, the opening of the beers. Oh. So we have a uh, brew free or die. Oh, okay. I'm starting to to get a hint as to why you picked this one. Blood orange. Oh. Oh. Uh, those of you at home can't see this, but he's pouring all of our beers into gravy boats for some reason. <laughs> it's a uh, tradition. <laughs> oh, they're a little shaken. Not stirred. We'll save Bond for later. So it's a brew for, brew for your die, uh, blood orange IPA. I've had the IPA before. I've never had the blood orange. Figured we'd give it a shot. I know Rob doesn't <sighs> like IPAs, so he's going to choke it down. It's a, no, it's actually pretty good. Mmm. Well, uh, I think if the purpose is to guess <clears throat> as to why you picked these, this uh, certain beer, I mean, it's got dye in the name and the blood. Yeah, that's it. Orange. You, you, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was trying to relate it back to like maybe like the, the setting, but by the time I got to the liquor store, I forgot what the setting of the movie was. <laughs> ah, so well, that's an interesting. You just place got to like start. general murder themed. <laughs> All right. So yeah. does, does Ben get a prize now that he guessed it? Well, there's only six beers, so maybe he gets the other one that I'm not going to drink. <laughs> All right. Score. All right, moving along. We've got, uh, we introduced the movie. We introduced the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys want to talk about the movie a little bit? Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah, so let's sort of talk about, like, our first initial, well, initial reactions. And obviously, we've, like we said, we've seen it a, multiple, a bunch of times. But seeing it now was sort of interesting, um, especially after... Mindhunter has come out, uh, and watching what, that. What is Mindhunter? Mindhunter, the Netflix show. That says less. <laughs> it's, well, it's, I, I, I have I no idea what it I is. I believe it's fictional, <clears throat> but somewhat uh, historical yes. fiction about um, about kind of the first. It's about um, attempts from the FBI to psychoanalyze the horrible, horrible right. um, kill serial murderers. So it's about oh, just any serial. It's not like about a specific. Uh, they they interview. It's it's just interesting format. They go and they interview um, real killers uh, and talk to them to try to apply what they learn. Wait, wait in like in a documentary or no, like, no, it's, oh, no, it's all made up. It's uh, not no, all the, made the, up. The character the the killers are real people. Uh, the main characters are based on a real. They're played guy. by actors. They're play- they don't yes. bring yeah. in I, real I, killers. I wasn't sure if it was like they went to jail and interviewed killers. So the, the, a lot like, of the as interviews, I've seen on the Wikipedia page, they do in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they so, do a lot of that in this movie. Yes. So in Mindhunter, there were interviews done. Okay. And they somewhat they dramatize them. them. Yeah. So the some show. of them are pretty close word for word. <laughs> word for word for the yeah, actual. Okay. Thing. You can see the actual tapes. It's really interesting. Um, but what's what's interesting and horrifying? Yeah. So essentially, the the show <laughs> yeah, is about uh, um, the creation of the behavioral science unit at the FBI. Okay, which this is a lot. This is where this. Changes. This is the, so okay. yeah. So Jodie's foster character is a member of. Okay, the behavioral science unit. Right. Okay. Of the unit. Yeah. And what's interesting? Sorry, I just need a little context. I had no idea what that was. <laughs> sure. Um, so the guy that wrote the book, Mindhunter, that the show is based on, and that the two main characters of that show are are based on that one guy. Um, the the uh, Jodie Foster's boss is also based on that same guy. And that author was um, uh, was advising on the, on Silence of the Lambs. So there's a lot of connections there. Right. Direct I, connections. I have another connection, direct from the Wikipedia page. Okay. <laughs> uh, Thomas Harris. 
Yes. His yes. first book that was made into a movie? Manhunter. Yes. Kind of uh, like Mindhunter. A little bit. You know, yeah. It sounds Which, very similar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Manhunter was it was based on Red Dragon, right? It was a, it was another Hannibal uh, Lecter. Um, Harris novel featuring Lecter, yeah. I don't know. I can check all the different Wikipedia. There's pages. actually that's, there's an interesting interesting the, uh, story there. Right. The previous oh, it incarnation is based on a Red Dragon. Film Didn't they make another Red Hannibal Dragon? Lecter. Yes, they did with with Anthony Lecter. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, that came in the early 2000s, I think. Okay. Yeah, sometime after. It might have been a full decade after this. 2002. Movie. There you go. There you go. This came out in 91. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think Gene Hackman had the rights. To Hannibal right. Lecter from that movie. Right, which was played by, uh, man, I can't think of the actor's name. He, I don't remember. He plays Agamemnon in um, oh, Troy. Yeah, what's his name? I'm, I'm waiting um, for the fact Brian checkers. Cox? Ah, Brian Cox. Brian thank Cox. you. <laughs> can, uh, and, and Bowser, if you watch, Bowser can verify. Yes, I'll verify. And right. I, didn't, I didn't see the full movie. You guys ever I, watch Iron Chef, like the old <laughs> Japanese one? Where they All have right, the easy guy, now. Like, I don't think like, that's on the like Wikipedia made, page. It looks like they're making a whipped cream kind of thing. He'll chime in like, no, it's actually made out of squid senpai. Like, <laughs> yep, that's what we're looking for here. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I haven't seen that full movie. I believe it's called Manhunter, where Brian Cox plays um, Hannibal Lecter. And I watched a scene from that, and it is drastically different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it. Um, is it like watching like. The cartoon, the cartoon version of The Hobbit, and then watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, not that scary. Okay. Actually, okay, yeah, the cartoon Hobbit is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that as a child and cried. Watched as a full-grown adult, pissed my pants <laughs> and cried. Ten stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gene Hackman had the rights because I think he either produced Manhunter or was in it or something, and they wanted to make Sounds of the Lambs right after that, and then the studio. Uh, I think I think it was the studio said no. The movie didn't make any money. We don't want it. This um, is Sans Bowser fact correction, but uh, it was actually his daughter. <laughs> Wait, what? Gene Hackman's daughter said, "You're not making this film." Oh, you just made that up? No, I did not. It can be fact checked. What's wow. Gene Hackman's daughter's name? Um, Hackwoman. <laughs> <laughs> also, Gene. <laughs> it's actually Jean. <laughs> Gene, but. You know, J-E-N. You know, like a woman, Gene. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so I guess she said that he's not making this movie. So, um, and then no one wanted to make it. So the rights went to Jonathan Demme or whoever, or his company or something mm-hmm. for like nothing. Right. Okay. They paid no money for the rights yep. to Science of the Lambs. And then, what is an appropriate amount of money to pay for rights? That's a good question. I don't actually know. I mean, it depends uh, but, like, on a the, lot. the story, right? Yeah, yeah, if the story is not popular or not like, known. Like yeah. like the Curious George movie. How much was that? <laughs> Huge amounts, probably. Six dollars? <laughs> a puzzle piece from the inside of a monkey's stomach? It's a, it's a lot. And I, it depends on the publisher, too. Like the publisher of the author, because mm. I'm sure they have things set up. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was like, I think it might have been literally free. Um, mm. If not close, that's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty. It's a good deal. It's a great deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's interesting. They made a killing off I just, that. I just looked <laughs> up this old article from E Online about the rights to the Curious George movie. No price, but it it ends with a paragraph, and the simian synergy won't stop there. Simian synergy. And it ends with kinds of give, gives a new meaning to monkey business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think places like E just have 
someone whose job it is to come up with puns. That's all they do. Well, all he day. has a two first names. Name. It's Chuck Kim. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, so, yeah. He's he's pun master. That's pun master. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Kim. <laughs> all right. Out the window. Anyway. Back to the movie. Back to the movie. So yeah. you have a, a five points you wanted to hit on these movies. Yes. Initial reaction I think we covered. Yeah. With its relating back to Manhunt. Mine. Mindhunter, which Band. Rob and I both said, I think this Band time Hunter? I noticed more. This is something I noted was the visual objectification. You mention it later, or you might mention it later about the male gaze in movies, which is probably going to come up in a lot of these discussions. Yeah, um, I, I took one film class. Yeah, with Foster. Yeah, and he that's probably that's all, all they talked he about. Talked about. Yep, yep. It was amazing. Well, it's, it's pretty important, and oh, it's I know. pretty prevalent in all of yep. Hollywood and most of culture. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was something I picked up on uh, a lot more in this this viewing. Bowser, did you see the movie? I have seen this movie. I haven't seen it recently. What did you like about it? <laughs> what a lawyer <laughs> answer! <laughs> give, give me, did you hear two. that pause when he was like, "Oh wait, how do I how do I answer?" Oh no! <laughs> um, you did me two likes. Two likes about this movie. Yeah, um, I remember liking it. I don't remember why, so no. it was a long time ago. So no. <laughs> do, you have no. Two, do you have two dislikes? No, I don't have dislikes. I don't have two dislikes. <laughs> All right. Ben, do you have two likes and two dislikes? Um, sure. So my likes will be one is something we're definitely going to touch on later, which is the first meeting of Jodie Foster's character, Starling, and Anthony Hopkins' character, Lecter. Mm-hmm. Um which is an incredible scene that I could watch a million times over. Um, it's the perfect scene. It's it's fantastic. Um, and, s- yeah, just really well done. Um, another like, a very specific like, is something I don't think I'd noticed before this viewing either. Is that is that in in the Baltimore State Hospital? Um, I believe. Where, where they? Is so. that when she gets semen flipped at her? Yes. yes. Now, would you let me finish? <laughs> <laughs> so my second Sorry. like. Hold on. I, I'm, Andrew, now I'm Andrew, on a whole. Andrew's Wikip- been distracted. Is I'm on a Wikipedia hole. I'm on the semen Wikipedia page. <laughs> a lot of tangents here. Oh no. <laughs> I promise. Every the, not this, every this show we're gonna end up synergy. on the, on the semen Wikipedia page. I'm gonna read this page for a while. <laughs> um. So my second like is very specific. It, it, it was a deviation for most horror films. It was a moment when uh, Jodie Foster's character, Starling, is investigating an old storage locker or a mm. storage unit, mm-hmm. and she is creeping underneath the, um, the door to the storage unit, which hasn't been opened <clears throat> for, I don't even remember what it was, years and years and years and years, and it's jammed yeah. shut. And she's crawling under, and the guy who owns the storage unit is... is, is like this old man, he's like, sorry, I can't help you. And it's just open enough for her to climb in. And she's about to go in. And when you're watching a horror film, you're like, are you kidding me? This is definitely going to fall. You're going to be locked in. And this is not as interesting but when reading it. she goes right in and then pops right back out and goes, here's my card. If anything happens, call this number and I'll be fine. And I was like, wow, that is the most realistic <laughs> thing I've ever seen in a horror film. So that's my other like. Dislikes. Uh, you, you mentioned it. It's very upsetting when that man uh, jizzes like does he, fifteen feet. Does he feet. flick it with his fingers? Or you never see, you see it show like it's, it's kind of a single motion um, from hands on the, her face, like a casual his, like this jazzy jerk off. It's motion. not casual. It is. It is not formal either. But um, 
It's very upsetting. <laughs> there's, 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 excuse me. It's very upsetting. <laughs> if you're still. doing it properly, there's a, there's a, um, <laughs> there's manners and there's etiquette. <laughs> Bow ties, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, it etiquette was not, was not. It followed. was not a black tie event. Um, and second well, dislike. It could have started as a black tie uh, event. This is tough. Um. I will say that when you're watching it, there's such a beautiful buildup to the movie that when you start getting into more of the specifics, it feels like it's moving too quickly. That's not even a dislike. That's just an observation. It actually well, works really it's well based within on a the book, story. Right? Yes. Yeah. So it's got to move fast at some point or else she'll never get to the end. Sure. Sure. So maybe there were some parts cut out. Yeah. None of us have read this book, right? No. <laughs> no. I, I'll, I'll read the book for the next movie. If All right, you, you read it right now. There's a book, yeah. <laughs> if not, read the novelization. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Is that a book made from the movie that was made from a book? <laughs> Is yeah. there a novelization of Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> I hope so. Just of the one scene. <laughs> uh, so I liked, I mean, you know, it's just, it's such a well-made movie, and it's it, it works so well within itself. Um, and, you know, the suspense is great. Um, but one thing specifically that I never really thought about until this viewing was, so when she's asking, um, uh, Lecter about Buffalo Bill. And he, in the first, the first scene. Uh, I think it's the second time. And she brings okay. him the, like, the packet. Yeah. The, the deal. The, well, uh, the, like his, the file. Oh, the file. Right, right, right. Right. And he says everything you need to know to catch him is in this file. And she's like, you know who he is. He's like, yes, I do. I don't think he does. Right. He's just playing mind games. I think he's just playing mind games. And I, that sort of recasts a lot of what happens in the movie for Absolutely. Me. Um, but, yeah, no, that's something I never really thought about until right, this, this right. video. It kind of puts them on almost, not quite, but closer to equal footing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're sort of playing playing each other mm-hmm. the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, a, like a mind hunt. <laughs> like a mind hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're looking for a man, so also kind of like a manhunt. Kind of <laughs> like a manhunt. <laughs> manhunt. <laughs> Andrew, do you, do you have any likes or dislikes? From the Wikipedia from, page? From the Wikipedia page. Just, are there any particular edits? I that, actually like, have seen this movie years ago. Uh, All right, um, well, <clears throat> we're done. I know, right? Shut it down. Kind of shoot yeah. the whole man, purpose of this. I, I liked the movie when I saw it. I haven't watched it since, which means I really didn't care about it. Um... <laughs> It always just makes me think of, uh, but I, I almost affiliate Buffalo Bill more strongly with Clerks 2. Interesting. You mean like the actor or the character? The the character, because he does the, the dance in front of the Oh, the dance. In front of movies. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. But Is junk. there a character named Clerks 2? No, no the movie Clerks 2. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. The character, so. I thought you meant, I don't know. That was an odd line of questioning you guys just had. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm asking if, if if he's associating Ted Levine with Clerks 2, or because I haven't seen Clerks 2, so I don't know if he's in it or not. You haven't seen Clerks 2? I've seen Clerks 1 a million times. Oh, Read I, the Wikipedia page, I'm sure. <laughs> enough. Nah, you don't get all the jokes. There's a bunch of like Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings jokes about semen. It's spot on. Yeah. <laughs> Our whole show can't be about semen. <laughs> the the Smeagol semen synergy, I believe. Simeon. Is what we're going for? Stop, let's Simeon. just move forward. Yeah. I mean, there's another thing I really liked, but it was I don't a natural know if I break. Should, I wanted to do I should get into yeah. it. The <clears throat> the opening scene, this is something I didn't notice or I didn't really think about until this time, um, how the opening sequence uh really just sums up almost the entire movie symbolically. She's running through mm-hmm. the, the woods through a mist. She's alone, even though she's at a 
a training, what do you call it? Training facility of some yeah. sort where everyone else is like working out by themselves. Yeah. I think she's, she's, at, she's at Quantico, I think, right? Right. And it really um, exemplifies or um, ex- exaggerates, symbolizes um, oh. her being alone or being different, um, which is a, a big theme. She's an outsider. Um, she's yeah. an outsider. That's a right. good way to and put it. And that's even, that's, uh, no, it's a good point. Because, like, at, at the end of that, right, she gets called in. She gets called in. But you never see the guy that calls her. Mm-hmm. Wait, calls her. Well, wait, is see... this, at, at, I'm sorry, I stopped paying attention at the beginning. Sure. Um, <laughs> the opening scene. Is this the opening scene of the movie? Yes. Opening scene uh, of the movie. Okay, okay. Um, she's but you don't running. know who calls her to start the investigation. Correct. She just, it's someone She's off running screen, through the woods. It's very misty. Starling, need you inside or whatever. Oh, no, that's, uh, a, that's actually another part. There's oh, like just birds like a, calling her name Starling. Yes, of oh, birds and stuff. That's a good reference. We'll we'll get into it. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think that's on so, the list. So um, not on the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So yeah, the next point on the list is is technicals. Um, Getting down into the nitty gritty, as that asshole from HQ would say. Oh, he's the worst. I don't, yeah, even, want his, the worst. I don't even want his money. <laughs> no, I mean, want his $13. I'll, I'll take his money. $13.86. No, thank you, yeah. Scott. Um, and the, so, you know, the, like we said, it's, it's a really ex- well-executed film. It's well-directed. And we talked about the, the that scene where they first meet a little bit. But it's sort of like, it's like the perfect scene because, like, the absolute basic structure of any kind of character interaction um, is it, there has to be some sort of exchange, right? And this just takes right. that idea to like the ultimate level. It's the ultimate exchange and it's the ultimate back and forth. And it's, you know, characters are, are out. I don't want to say outwitting each other, but they're like working oh, around each yeah, other. Absolutely. And, Trying and to get the upper upper ground or yeah. the upper hand. It's all subtext. It's and there's brilliant. not a moment wasted. There's not a, a shot. Uh, a, a visual shot wasted in terms of conveying that repartee, yeah. if you will. Yeah. But you don't have to. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. One thing about that opening scene um, that I really like is when, right when the, the gate opens and she's walking past the three other prisoners, you mm-hmm. get the first guy who's clearly like a creep. But yeah. then you get the next guy who like doesn't say anything, and he's almost a little creepier, and the, his cell is darker. And then you just get the wild animal, which is the guy who jizzes on her later. Right. Um, and then when you get, and it's also even darker in that one. And then you get to Hannibal Lecter's cell, and you're like expecting this. Is that is that time? No, no, no. I typed in the wrong box on my computer, so it beeped. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, so you get to the last <laughs> cell and you're expecting the worst of the worst, especially because you know We've for 20 minutes prior to this, you've Rose been having, gallery of the, like the yeah right, and and pro- even prior to that, people are building up to Hannibal Lecter. He's the monster. He's he's terrible. And then you yep. get to this well lit cell, painting or drawings on the wall, calm demeanor, perfectly he still. says something. Yeah, perfectly still. He says something like, "Good afternoon," or <clears> I don't <throat> even remember. "Good morning." And yeah, and it's so. It's it's Clinical. a million times more and, yeah. eerie and oh, yeah. and terrifying. Yeah, but, I mean, it, and you know, we have to talk about too the cinematography throughout the whole movie is fascinating, and we'll talk a little bit. About can this. I can I interrupt before you yeah. get into cinematography? Just the writing sounds great. Like the book can't convey all that as sure. well to a screen. So I looked up who who was the screenwriter, Ted Talley. Yeah. 
You know, he contributed very heavily to the Shrek franchise. <laughs> really? That's one of the only other major things besides really? the Hannibal franchise. Well, what did he do in the translate? He's one of like translating the fairy tales. screenwriters for Shrek, and he was one of them. <laughs> Wow. I'd like to know the wow. person that was like, you know, we we need Ted in here. <laughs> we need Ted in here. He's good, he's good at that, that murder stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that's he why Shrek is so much like Hannibal Lecter. I've always wondered why they're so similar. Prepare Shrek then. <laughs> well, both movies are about transformation, you know? Yeah. Well, Hannibal Lecter right? there's, there's the chrysalis and the... It's important yeah, to have the inner and the outer changing from human to ogre, so... Right. It's yeah. pretty much Ogres sex. are like onions. Same. <laughs> ogres yes. are like onions. Ogres are like Thomas. onions <laughs> and less like fava beans. <laughs> um, cinematography. Cinematography, right. Um, so one of the most prevalent things, and this was what was so cool about seeing it on the big screen, was anytime someone's talking to Jodie Foster, a, a man's talking to Jodie Foster, they're always square in the center of the frame looking directly down the lens. Mm-hmm. And then when Jodie Foster's response, she's looking off, like, you know, like a normal eye line right. in a normal shot. But all the men are staring right at her. Yep. And it's all... Is, you know, it's male gates. It's, yeah. it's just looking straight at her. And it, the usually they're not saying anything. They're literally just, just gazing looking. at her. Yeah. <laughs> and it's super unnerving. Oh, yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it's like the whole movie is like that because it's all her. Tra- <laughs> oh, God. We are currently being shown a picture. Uh, I'm assuming that's. It's Ted Talley. Ted Talley. <laughs> it's Ted Talley. Flanked by. Uh, Robert Duvall. Oh, and yeah, it's Robert Duvall. Oh, no, played by way better looking people than him. <laughs> I like that like bow tie. The, the bolo that, uh, tie? The it's, bolo tie. It's a bolo yeah, bow tie. Quite, it's yeah, it's a the... bolo bow tie. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to. I meant to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, cinematography is amazing. It's beautiful. Again, I mean, you you can really just pick apart that, that first meeting scene. Um so you, you mentioned that that most people are looking right at her, which Hannibal Lecter does, but then there are perfect moments when he's not, and that's how you know she's kind of taking the upper hand. She's mm-hmm. somehow, even if just slightly, making him feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and he he definitely he has a respect for her, which you feel, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. He's like the only one, the right. only man that like respects her for what she, you know, who she is and what she can do. Right. Which is interesting to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing I noticed this this time around, which I really only noticed it because I was trying to look for things, um, in that scene, the last shot of, or, well, right before she runs out, um, is the only shot that has both of them in the same frame. Oh. So before that, it's just yeah. back and forth, back and sure. forth, back and forth. Uh, it, well, maybe some, like, over-the-shoulder shots but like both of them fully in frame. I mean, again, it's, it's just a perfect symbolism of, all right, they've, they've now through this back and forth developed a relationship. They're, they're somewhat on the same page mm-hmm. and whether their goals are the same, it, it doesn't matter. They're, they're both going to maybe try and help each other reach yeah. whatever their goal is. Right. And of course, Lecter's goal is to, is to get out of there. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> right. To eat more people. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes, he to eat people. more people. <laughs> um, but yeah, other, I mean, cinematography is like, and direction are the big things. The, like, the music, I remember in the movie 
watching the movie. The music does a really good job of driving home all the suspense and all that, but I don't particularly remember it. Yeah, and maybe you that's know. a they, that's a good sign. No, yeah, it's and that's not background. yeah, it's not yeah. bad. It's just sort of you know. Yeah, it's not. It's not like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, or John Williams or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, next on my list of my five points is the thematics, which is really like the meat of it. So we're really gonna dive into it now. The people meet. <laughs> the people meet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The man meet. <laughs> yeah um and you know it, we already sort of started talking about a lot of this stuff yeah well anyway. it's all intertwined which is why it's it's such right. a great movie is is the cinematography is perfectly tied in with the themes yeah they all serve each other um so and, and you know we, okay so we talked about the, the biggest thing to talk about is the male gaze which obviously we started talking about with the cinematography so the, the camera really drives that home um but, you know, in certain scenes, like when they go to um, wherever it is in West Virginia, maybe, and they go to the, the, the funeral home where they found mm-hmm. the, the, the girl. Right. And she's in the room with all of the police officers. Yeah. Like an excessive amount of police officers. Yeah, too many. And then as soon as she starts talking, they, like, shut up and all stare Seriously, at her. Seriously, though, it was a small town. Yeah. What? That, if you were a criminal, that is the time to strike. Yeah, I mean, all like, of the police officers were <laughs> in that room. Yeah, I, I grew up in a really, I grew up in a small town. Um, we had three police officers. There were at least uh, thirty Bowser, people. Can you wait, check that one. Ferry <laughs> only had three police officers. Yeah, three, maybe four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they might have more now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But when growing up, there was like three or four. At least Rob thought there were three or four. No, so that's like I think we only had two squad cars. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so that's like a tenth of the amount of cops that were in the room. Yeah. The point is there scene. are way too many cops. <laughs> <laughs> and I you know, I think that's that's part of the point. It's just sort of to like overwhelm her, right? Um and then the, like in the very beginning where she gets called off of the the training ground or whatever to go up to talk to John Crawford, uh she gets in that elevator. Jodie Foster is not a tall person. No. And no, Demi she's, really she's played three this. feet tall. Yeah, can you Demi- fact check that for me? <laughs> that is no, 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 no. I think that's true. I think that's accurate. She's literally three feet tall. <laughs> Until I get fact checked, I believe everything I say is true. Right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, she gets in that elevator uh, with th- all three the- foot five. Three foot five. Five, five what? Three. Can we get? Um, <laughs> can we get units? That's please? why Bowser's uh, here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Five How many three What? Five foot three. What? Five foot cubits. three inches. Oh, inches. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, she gets in an elevator and she's surrounded by all the super tall oh, yeah. guys and, and she's red, just like bold colors. Absolutely. Yeah, and she's just like stares up at the as the door closes. <laughs> and holds her own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. And so standing she, there? What's that? How does she hold her own doing what? She just um, sort of stands. Emotionally. Yeah. Um she knows she's been called in to do an important job. And oh. you know, she's like all right. No one can see what I'm doing, no. but I'm kind of like doing a Peter Pan thing, but I'm sitting down. He's uh, puffing out his chest. Actually, so I, I caved it in even farther <laughs> than it already is. <laughs> um, but And jumping off the male gaze thing, there's, there's a lot of threads of masculinity um, throughout as well. Um, and this is sort of an interesting place where Lecter fits in. Um, where he sort of sort of subverts the classic or classic American masculinity, 
that we see, which is what makes him such an interesting villain because he's clearly outside of the hyper-masculine police force. Right. Um, and and is at odds with that. And he's sort of, he's interesting because, so like you said, when, when she meets him for the first time, she walks in, he's standing there super still, straight, mm-hmm. looking directly ahead. He's super confident. Right. right? Which yeah. is normally associated with sure. classic masculinity. But at the same time, he's very much into fashion, very much mm-hmm. into into culinary arts. Which wait, wait, what is he wearing? Isn't he in prison? He's in prison. No, but he's asking. How is he into fashion? He asks prison. her about fashion. He knows <laughs> oh, what he shoes she's about. wearing. He talks about he what the perfume she has. The yeah. perfume. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He has knowledge of feminine okay. accessories. Yeah. <laughs> Classically feminine. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and obviously culinary arts, he's, he's, he has a very particular taste. <laughs> right. <laughs> obviously. Yes. People. Um, we all know. Yeah. People. <laughs> he eats people. <laughs> um, which obviously are, are not classically masculine, but he, he wraps it all together and sort of, um, you know, subverts it that way. And that sort of leads into where Buffalo Bill fits in too. Absolutely. And that's a super complicated character. Yeah. <laughs> He's a tough one to pick apart. Yeah, he's 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 tough. But what's interesting, saying on Lecter for a minute though, mm-hmm. one interesting thing Demi said about him when Lecter um, Anthony Hopkins was getting ready to start to play him, and he was like, "I I can't." And he said, "This guy's a monster." Yeah, I don't did. How do you how do you reconcile this? Yeah, and what Demi said, which thinking. was interesting, was he's a good person trapped in an insane mind. Wow. Mm. Which is like, that's a, that's a tough one to to it's, it's figure t- out. Yeah, it's tough to wrap your head around. But it, yeah, it, I, I, I've seen Con Air. Okay, <laughs> I've seen which Steve one? Semi oh yeah, wrapped up. That's a yeah, it's a good analog. Bad person in a bad body though. <laughs> Should I kill that girl? <laughs> he's he's gonna kill that girl. Yeah, there's no <laughs> no, but, no redeeming. Qualities. I mean that that leads to the question of what makes a man good, and like if you have an insane sure. mind, how could you be good? That 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 evokes the idea of a soul, I believe. Maybe I think so. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. went there. Back away. I just want to go back for a second to the Twerksbury, uh Police department. Okay. Tewksbury. I, I did a fact check on that. Well, as it of, doesn't matter what you say, because Rob's going to say is from Mountainville, and they only had three cops. Okay. Well, well as of June 2003, there's an article from Tewksbury Township that says the police department increased its officer count to 12 as of 2003. From, from what? From 11. Huh. Uh, <laughs> that's an underwhelming answer. It hired one new police officer. All right. <laughs> How's he doing? Or she. <laughs> I don't know. So, oh, they hired the went, uh, Pennywise? Pennywise? The clown? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, he's, it, Adams, it Adams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the new officer was paid $33,000. That, isn't that the hand? That's it? In 2003. Oh, no, no, right? no, no, no. That's the hairy, the hairy, uh, the hairy, yeah. Because the hand is, is thing, right? That's the thing, yeah. So, yeah, the hand is thing. thing. It. it is with the glasses and the hair. It's yeah. Cousin It, cousin I believe, is the yeah. full yeah. name. And Uncle Fester. Yes. Oh. Correct. Now that we got the Adams family relations all squared away. <laughs> all right, good. Back to the movie. Covered. Done. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess to go back into Buffalo Bill, um, the the idea of uh, sexuality becomes a, something they explore. And I know um, 
There was a big backlash when they, you know, they say he's a transsexual. In the movie, they they um, initially diagnose or, or say he claims to be a transsexual. And Jodie Foster's point, well, because the, the people surrounding Jodie Foster are saying, oh, well, that's part of the reason he's he's crazy. And her, her point, it's just one line. It's not a, a big thing, but it says there's no history of, of transsexuals being violent or deranged or anything like that. Yeah, and then there's Lecter's line that's he's not He's not actually trans. He, he just, thinks he, he's he, a transsexual. That's yeah. how confused he is. Even as confusing as it must be in yeah. in society, especially at, at any time, so, to be a transsexual and and figure out where your place is within society, to then think you want to be. I mean, it adds it adds right. another layer. Yeah, and it's so it's interesting you bring up that the the line from Jodie Foster. So when the movie came out, Glad was super pissed about it. They were not glad about it. Very mad about it. <laughs> this is glad with two A's. This right? is glad he's, with he's two referring a, yeah. to the plastic bag manufacturer. <laughs> no, yes, please, they, they, please, they please explain. They actually, glad. developed force flats as a result of this movie. <laughs> bit. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, they were they were really upset about it, and they were upset about the fact that the main serial killer in the movie was a transsexual. They're upset about that, understandably, but they were also upset about that line in particular. Because she says that they're passive, and they're like, "Yes, you're right. That is, we're, not, the word we're just she we're uses. just people." Like, yeah. So they're like, "It's not. We're not. You know." Um, and it's it's really complicated because like Demi has some weird thoughts about Buffalo Bill, and he said some weird things when the movie came out defending the character and whatever. Like he said, for instance, that he's not gay, and that sort of ties into like what we were saying with with. Lecter says, oh, he thinks he's a transsexual. Right. Um, but, you know, it's like if you, you grow, if you are a transsexual and you grow up seeing, like, all these evil characters or punchlines. Right. That those are only transsexuals on, on, in movies. Like, sure, sure. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then, like, the defense is like, oh, no, 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 they're passive. Right. <laughs> it's like... It clearly... Society as a whole and the writers of this movie were not fully in tune. No, and like with you could say, oh, it was 1991. They didn't really know any better. Yeah, that's kind of what I said. Sorry, but, <laughs> but I don't know. I, it's it's this is the toughest part about the movie to talk about because like there's it's complicated and because he's important to he Buffalo Bill as he is in the movie is important to the way the movie works. Absolutely. And the movie's a good movie, but is the way he portrayed hurtful? I I think we have our proof in that that people spoke out. Uh, and so sure. it, it was hurtful, um, and maybe it helped other people. Their response to it helped other people to, to start to question, like, oh, well, maybe yeah. we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, if... I, Looking at, if we look at the way he's portrayed in the movie, right? Mm -hmm. So I think where he is, and this is bouncing off the male gaze and the masculinity we were talking about before, and if they're trying to talk about, you know, a hyper-masculine America, right? Uh, which I think they are. Absolutely. I've got some, some thematic evidence in there. But, um, you know, if you are somebody who are who's confused about 
who you are. Sure. Um, and society is saying this is the way you should be, mm-hmm. and it's not the way you feel you are. Right. You know what? It, and if it comes down super hard on you, how are you going to react? Right. You and, can be passive. <laughs> yeah, you can be or, passive, or you could um, you could actively uh, fight against. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Um, act out, or yeah. maybe act out isn't even the right word either, but. Um, yeah, and it's sort of um, to prove who you feel you truly are. Yeah, and and um, uh, what's the word Lecter uses? Uh, covet, right? He says it's like it's envy. It's male gaze turned brutal. It's, mm-hmm. it's this envy of trying to be someone you think you you're told you should be, but no, you're not. But you want to be, right? You want to feel that you know normality. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, so anyway, tying back to the, like the American masculinity. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your that's <laughs> thematic proof, right? So you know, there's there's all these weird threads of of patriotism throughout the movie that a lot of American flags. Yeah, they aren't really explicit. Like I mean, explicitly talked about. Correct. Um, no one, no one brings it up in the dialogue or no, because like for some reason, when Lecter gets moved and he's in that. And wherever that is, was that Chicago? In the in the like gymnasium or yeah. whatever. Yeah, he's surrounded by these huge American flags all over. It feels like it yeah. was a Fourth of July celebration in the fifties or something like that. Right, and and in at the very end, when uh, Jodie Foster finally defeats um, James Gum, she like shoots out the window. and There's that American flag by the window, right next to the helmet. Right next to the helmet, yep. and you know, you kind of get the the insinuation that maybe he's a veteran. Yeah, um, no, you definitely get that feel, or someone in his family that maybe imposed sure. more of these thoughts, like his father um, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, going back to my the when um, what I was talking about earlier, when she's in the uh, storage unit, mm-hmm. the the car oh, she the goes car is, is covered yeah, in is a draped giant, giant American flag. American flag. Yeah. yeah. So that's. Um, it's obviously not on accident. Yeah. Um, Do you think they reused some of the flags in some of the scenes? Or are they all new? <laughs> well, they're all different sizes. They're all different so that sizes. would make it difficult. Yeah. One, like the one at the end is like the little, like the kind that you wave like at a parade, you know, like uh, the little one. Okay. And then the one over the car is big enough to fit over the car. Yeah. It's okay. like a full giant flag. And then the, I mean, like the ones in the gym are pretty much. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Standard size five. <laughs> right. Five so, and a half, maybe. Yeah. Um, but the one in the, the, the gymnasium order was, are those like the, uh, like the banners, um, they're like the red, white, and blue half, half circle things. Okay. Yeah, called? like streamers. Like, pendants, maybe? Streamers? They have a name. Uh, like they have a name. Pines or what? something like that. They're called that. pennants? No, oh, the pennants. The drape. They're just yeah. like pennants. draped. Or, um, bun- bunting? <clears throat> bunting. Bunting. I think bunting's correct. Mm, maybe, I don't Pennants know. are the triangle ones, I think. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah, the yeah, triangle yeah, ones. Yeah. <clears throat> Right, not like what uh, the angels I, in the outfield need to win. Yeah, they're Apparently, called bunting. So that bunting his applies dad to comes both, back. Though. Is bunting maybe like the parent <clears throat> category? Parent term. Also used for a collection of flags, hmm? particularly hmm. those on a ship. A collection hmm. of flags. It's so like bunting, you, like arrange them in a like a like a diagonal. Like, <laughs> mm, like a murder. So like the, the yeah. flags that you see, like oh, that's that's the that's the idea. <laughs> like on VJ Day, like on the the pictures from VJ Day, when they're sitting on the yeah. table, they've got like the bouquet of of flags. That's that's also called, called bunting. Typically on a ship, 
Right. Has nothing to do with what we're talking about in terms of the movie. And that seems pretty, I mean, that's another heavily um, influential image that comes up when he drapes the, after Lecter kills the guy and drapes him up. Oh, yeah. In the flag. He, he's in the... He's, like, angelic looking. I mean, very much... Like, big, I don't know, is he trying to praise the American flag or or show some sort of tragic irony against it? I, um, It's a hell of an image. Yeah, because it's, it's a cop. Right. Yeah, a very... A That's right. Yeah. Um, Beer number two. You gotta split it, though. There's only six. There's masculinity... And there's the Americanism and, ma- and American masculinity, but also the um, the theme of the underworld, which is something I think Ebert, I read Ooh. Ebert talking about. Um, Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. So r- when she goes to meet Lecter, right, she has to go down all these stairs down, Absolutely. and she's, he's down way down in the basement. Mm-hmm. He's he's way from he's like this whole it's the underworld. That's right. right. She's walking with the the guy the head of the hospital for a while down a lot of yeah. It's all a bunch all these and then basement. It's like it's not just a basement. It's like an old basement. Oh yeah, and it's like dungeon. Yeah, it's like the old rock walls and like and then you get to like and it's the old cells that sort of remind me of like um um. Uh, the Green Mile. Oh, right? yeah. And then you get to, to Lecter's cell. Movie. That's a good movie. <clears throat> um, you get to Lecter's cell, and then it's super clean and bright, yep. like you were saying, mm-hmm. and it's got the the plexiglass. You're right. Instead of the old Maybe bars. he got in trouble for throwing his semen. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe Plexiglass is very good against semen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask you how you know that. <laughs> Benz has just fact-checked. No one can see this, but uh, he's nodding. Profusely right now, it's kind I'm of fat checking all the plexi glass in the studio <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> but so similarly, um, you know, like the uh, Buffalo Bill, right? You only ever see him in his basement, right? Which is also dungeon. Also very. It. I mean, it's literally a dungeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, uh, but then like when. At the very end, that scene with the night vision, it's like the oh. ultimate underworld. Oh, yeah. Where he has all the power. Yeah. Right? It's it's an unending gaze mm-hmm. at her, and she's absolutely powerless. Yeah. Until she, she breaks open the window mm-hmm. and then, like, comes into the underworld, which I thought was sort of it's a, little, it's a little cheesy. It sounds but it's gonna be a little cheesy. It sounds pretty cheesy. It's not, it's not as explicit as I made it sound. Uh. I agree, because once you're in that moment, you don't. Because she's just kind of shooting; she just happens to hit the window. Yeah. Right. But right. Yeah. It's an interesting little. Absolutely, he has all the power. He, she has no idea where she is. What the layout? The layout of that basement is very confusing to me. It's super As confusing. A civil engineer, I don't <laughs> think it's real. No, but that's sort of part of the point, right? Because it's like a labyrinth. Right. It's this underworld right. labyrinth, and, and only he knows his way around, and. Mm-hmm. He's like the lord of this little, his little world. That Dun- yeah. he dungeon, can have maybe. Control. Dun- he's, he's the he's the dungeon master. The dun- <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> We're playing D anD D right now. I don't know if you guys know, <laughs> but yeah. So you know, the underworld's an interesting theme, and you know, the, they're they're all all three of them 
Jodie Foster, Buffalo Bill, and Hannibal Lecter are all kind of outside of this masculine America. Absolutely. And they're all trying to come into it in different ways or or rejecting it. Like, I think Han- mm-hmm. I think Lecter re- rejects it. I think they, they all reject it in their own way. Yeah, and I think Buffalo Bill wants to be a part of it but knows he can't, and so he mm. acts out. Um, about that. And then I think Jodie Foster accepts that they're not going to let her in. Right. But she tries to make her own foothold anyway. Yes, I, I would agree. Yeah. They all have um, maybe supposed expectations mm-hmm. of, 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 you know, what they know the world to be um, or what they're supposed to be. And they all subvert those expectations. Right. Um, in unique ways, um, which is a huge part of the, um, the movie. And, and the other part being their acceptance that they are different, that they are um, outside mm-hmm. and they can't necessarily force their way into the yeah. societal norm or whatever. And they, and they don't even want to. Yeah. And, no, and I thought what was sort of an, a fun, uh, an interesting scene was when she goes to the um, Smithsonian to have those guys look at the moth. Right. Oh, those yeah. guys are like the geekiest yeah. guys I've ever seen. What a weird scene. They're moth but people. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, mo- they're moth men. Moth men. There we go. <laughs> they're just, it's just Richard Gere doubled. <laughs> um, but it, it, I thought it was interesting because they're definitely outsiders, as you know, and you think about they're kind of geeky and they they live also Super in a basement. Geeky. They're nerds about insects. But they're, they're clear, it's clearly like over the top. Yes. Geekiness, oh, yeah, yeah. Right? absolutely, absolutely. So I think he's, he's clearly trying to drive that home that they're also kind of outsiders, but they're also mm-hmm. white men. So they also, right. they have, they have, you know, they, they shoot the one guy who hits on Jodie Foster, yeah. they shoot him on the normal straight, straight on angle. So it's, it's sort of like driving home. It's like, this is white man's world. Mm-hmm. How are you, someone who doesn't fit that, how do you, what are you going to do to, right? How, and, how do you react to that? Sure. And that's, and if I'm remembering correctly, that's one of the only times she actually engages sure. that sort yes, of gaze that's a good point. and subverts him through essentially sarcasm. Yes. Um, which is actually a really good, uh, that's a really interesting point. Um, yeah. That, 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 that's the one time that occurs. Because usually she's just silent, looking around, being like, "All right, well, right. can't do anything about all these creeps." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think I think that covers it for the themes. Yeah, you you really hit a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty a, much. It's well, a, there's well, a lot well, going on in this movie. Notes. Um, I mean, I also wrote animals. I mean, animals are throughout, and they all have their own themes. Lambs, like the buffalo, butterfly. Yeah. Like oh nice yeah, and the other thing I was going to say situation. Um, about Buffalo Bill uh. is he's sort of uh, back with this uh, the, the Americanism. Mm-hmm. So Buffalo Bill is Buffalo. obviously a, an icon in the American pantheon. Right? Absolutely. So Wait, who named him Buffalo Bill? The press did he himself? The, the press did, and now I can't remember why at this point. Does he wears women like a hide? Maybe <laughs> that actually might be, be the reason. I hope so. His name is also William, so. That helped. Yeah, but they, didn't know, they didn't know that before they got him. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure on that one. But, yes, the buffalo being that lamb being, you know, the yep. um, pretty pretty standard 
symbolic animal for uh, innocence and um, frailty. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, then, that's, and then the know, butterfly and the moth, um, change and change, evolution and um, I guess the difference being, moth is the more disgusting, the more unwanted. Um, yeah, even though they both have this change, the moth is what he uses to kill him. That's what it's on the movie poster. It's on her mouth mm-hmm. in the movie poster, which was yeah. interesting. Like you, you look at the movie poster and you think she's gonna die. Like if you were just looking at the movie poster. You'd be like, oh, she's going to be one of his next victims. She's like, yeah. oh, here you go. He's called like, Buffalo Bill because yeah. Buffalo Bill uh, skinned Cheyenne warriors. Oh, and he skins uh, his victims. Skins his victims. Right. Scalped, rather. Scalped. Gotcha. Right. There you go. Yeah. All right. Also a fun fact. One officer quipped. I don't think that was he, a very fun fact. scalped. He skins his humps. That's like he's one of the oh, worst He skins parts. his humps. That was it, yeah. <laughs> He's had his own Wikipedia page. <laughs> wow. James Gum. James Gumb. James Gum. James Gum. James yeah. Gum. Right. Uh, one yeah. more fact before we move on that I read, which was very interesting to me. Um, so one of the most famous lines from this movie, besides hello, Clarice, which is not actually a line. It's just like Luke, I am your father, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, the other line is when he is talking about how he enjoyed eating someone's liver with... Um, Fava beans and a nice Chianti. Um, this is from Mental Floss. I just read this yesterday that people taking MAOIs are given a long list of high tyramine foods or tyramine foods and beverages to avoid or limit. On that list, liver, fava beans, and red wine. So even though so they also say, although MAOIs are most commonly used to treat depression, they have also proven effective in treating people with various personality disorders. So their point in talking about this was just the, the, the depth at which the author went, because that, that, that's also from the book, um, the depth with, uh, that the author went to in terms of his knowledge of psychopaths, I guess, yeah. well, and the treatment of them. Yeah, and I, I read when when Thomas Harris was trying to, or when he was writing the book, he was trying to make like the worst possible psychopath he could ever come up with, based on right. all the vast knowledge that he had collected yeah. researching, like the ultimate, like the absolute worst. Yeah, and that was so. That, why not make was, him a psychiatrist himself? Exactly. Right? So he would Brilliant. be knowledgeable of this. So that means he's not taking the medication. Like it's got all these layers to it. It's very, very good. Yeah. Um. All right, so at the end of this, I just want to sort of talk about the legacy of the movie, where it sits now um, in in pop culture. And you know, we already said it's sort of it's a it's a classic. Um, people know it. It's been parodied to hell, um, and it's because it's good. All the good movies get parodied, yeah, because they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we spent a lot of time talking about masculinity and. Um, talking about sexuality that it brings up in the movie. And we talked about Glad and the whole protests, protests and everything. So what's also, also interesting is the next movie Jonathan Demme made after Sons of Lambs was Philadelphia. Oh. oh. Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks. Exactly. That's a Fantastic film. Also yeah. haven't seen it. Oh. Well, add it to the list. <laughs> Don't read the Wikipedia page yet. <laughs> I, I know the end. Just read the read Wikipedia the page about I the know, city I know of Philadelphia. The idea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or, no, you know, just, don't, don't, just don't. listen to the Bruce song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's interesting. He went straight from this into that. Yeah, yeah. It was so he had a, 
Um, was it a saving face maneuver? Uh, he, it's Philadelphia is based on the life of one of his good friends. Um. All right. Who? So maybe it's played by. It's not Tom Hanks. It's the other guy. I haven't seen the movie in so long. Denzel Washington? Colin Hanks? The, no, the not lawyer Denzel. or the... No. Um, Tom Hanks is the one... I mean, I don't want to give anything away. Well, <laughs> it takes place in Boston. I think we can assume that anyone that's listening to this already knows everything. Yeah, they're sitting there. You've like said this. a lot about this movie. <laughs> and if someone hasn't seen this movie, they don't They don't care. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we should have said this at the beginning. Before you listen to this, you should probably watch the movie. You should probably this watch. This is a good time to tell people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah after now we've that you've about... made it an hour and a half into this. Oh no, it's an hour, three minutes, and fifty-seven seconds. Oh, oh. good. All right. All right. Not bad. <laughs> not good, here. but not bad. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. But I, you know, we could talk about sexuality in the movie till cows come home there's so much to talk about there and we are clearly not the people to talk about it <laughs> no oh. we did a really bad job of that we earlier. did an awful job awful yeah. job <laughs> it's not gonna oh well but you, i mean i don't know it's you can't talk about the movie without talking about it though um i mean you, you absolutely could, you could just like it does it it's like you one full, you're right you couldn't fully talk about the movie without talking it's about like it. maybe one line on wikipedia yeah they, wikipedia really? was smart yeah. <laughs> they avoided the Wikipedia was very yeah. um, defensive or um, bold move. S- just smart. They were just smart. <laughs> but there's no comments section in Wikipedia, so really they could do whatever they want. There is, isn't there? I guess Wikipedia itself is just the ultimate comments page. Well, there's a right? suggested edits page, and there's. Why don't you go to there and see what uh, people are? Uh, I'm gonna go to the dark web of can you, Wikipedia can you, for a while. <laughs> can you get a transcript? I'll of, be back in like 20 minutes. <laughs> throw that up on the suggested edits. Oh, there's the talk page. The talk, yeah, the talk page. That's what I. Mean. We should so in the show notes we should <laughs> we should post Andrew's Wikipedia history, his his oh, link history as, um, as link we're doing to link, this. Link, yeah. to link. At, ta- at at the exact times. <laughs> um, well, on that note, I think we're. Kind of winding down, or yeah, you know, um, oh, goodbye horses. That's such a good song. <laughs> I for, we, we never talked drunk. about that song. No, I'm not drunk. That's a good song. <laughs> I, I, I don't doubt it. Maybe you play us out on that so song. So Pat, Pat Cannon used to play this at <laughs> at bars. Pat Cunning might be the, the only one listening to this. Hey Pat, how you doing? He would end end the night at a bar with. Just, can we can we call Pat Pat Cunning up? Right now and play no, that song for him. <laughs> How does Goodbye Horses relate to anything? Can you see the movie? All right. When he's right. dancing. All right. Oh, Before yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodbye well, no, no. Horses. That, that part. That's what I was going to ask is if you could sing it for yes, us. That's all you did. So yeah. I appreciate right. that. You you kind of stepped away from the mic, though, so. You, you got it. Don't worry. <laughs> but I don't think our listeners did. That's okay. <laughs> so, well, what did everyone think of the Blood Orange? Yeah. Live free the beer. Or- I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I it, loved it. Very I would drinkable. Absolutely buy it again. I wouldn't buy it there. That was a fifteen dollars hits pad. Oh, oh well, right? It's I. That's it's too good. Much, I just feel like it's a little too much flavor for me. Well, really? Rob is Rob uh, doesn't like most IPA things person. except for movies. So. And I, talking about yeah, them. but <laughs> Rob has a very sensitive palate. <laughs> I don't. I just. I don't. It feels sort of sugary. I, I prefer it to the regular Brew Free or Die IPA. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. For sure. It's yeah. a little, little sugary. Yeah. I feel it's like also a little warm. Mm-hmm. I feel that like, I, help. like I'll have, I sat I on have... them for a while before we uh, <laughs> drank something <laughs> You were incubating. Excellent <laughs> show prep. That's how you. <laughs> That's how the cans hatch into bottles. It does right? kind of that's, like that's, that's how I understand the beer yeah. making process. <laughs> so you make all that they beer hatch. fit in that tiny little can. <laughs> Sit on too long, you get a keg. One of those little mini kegs. It definitely has <laughs> a, yeah, a, mini keg. a distinct blood orange smell. Yeah. If you uh, give it a sniff in the cup. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Blood orange smell, blood orange taste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's aptly named. It's aptly yeah. named. Good. I think. Drinking one of I these. Agree. It's also I, the same summer. brewery that makes that terrible watermelon beer. I love these. that beer, though. And why do you like that and not this? <laughs> Wait, I don't know. Wait, well, which one's this the is watermelon? way better. It's, uh, Heller High Watermelon. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, all right. I like that one a lot. That's Rob, such a weird line beers. in the sand to draw. <laughs> Rob is going to be. beers are tough, right? Like, have you guys had Barry Weiss? The lining coodles. Uh, I, don't I don't think like, I, I don't think I've ever had a lining coodle I really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I've had a couple that's, that were fine. Okay. A lot but are I'm, like really yeah. sweet. Yeah. So this one is probably the sweetest yeah, one. Yeah, it's like cough syrup. Yeah. But they call it beer. But the first one, it's pretty good. I mean, well, you have to have, you have to kind of like cough syrup. So <laughs> is, that, is that a Wisconsin? You thing? have to like drinking no. cough syrup. <laughs> uh, it's not a Wisconsin thing to like. Have you guys had syrup. like a port rocker or anything like that? I've had those a port rocker. Sam Adams one. Yeah. Those are like ones that you can. Those are okay. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. But yeah. you need to be in the right situation for any of those. Favorite beer. Favorite beer? Favorite oh beer. My God. God. I'll, go for, I'll go first. Shinerbach. Uh, I'm going to go Yingling. Oh, premium? Only, only because <laughs> no. it's an easy thing to point at and go, that's a beer. Weird. You can't, it's do, a that. Good you can't do that to a Budweiser? <laughs> no. Still Can, beer. Yingling tastes more beer? like beer to me. I think you have a weird pointing medical issue. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Just because anyway, you can point to it, does that uh, mean it has to be a favorite? <laughs> Bowser. Wait, I want to try to guess Bowser's. Oh, that's a good guess. guess? Uh, I'm going to guess that it's a British beer. No. That's incorrect. Okay. Uh, is, is it, it a, a Michigan beer? Is it a porter? Is it a yes, Michigan? it's a Michigan beer. Bill's too hearted. Uh, <laughs> good choice. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. Founders All Day is also oh, yeah. 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 Right. That was, both that was Michigan beers. Both, both Michigan beers. We should both do it at Michigan. No, we shouldn't. Rob, favorite beer? Oh, man. We're going to have this segment every episode. <laughs> every episode. <laughs> we, we have, have to, to, have to different, different answers. Seasonal, seasonal beers. Yeah. Uh, so Shinerbach. Shinerbach? Yeah, that's Shinerbach's a good all, you know. Yeah, but it's not your favorite. It's one of my favorites. Are you going to do a 312 now? Three one two is pretty good. Um, I don't know. I think the River Horse Summer Blonde. Ooh, Ooh. was not expecting that. I was oh, waiting, Rob, I was waiting for Fat Tire. The, I was waiting River for Fat Tire to come out of just like I dabbed two of them. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. So on the next episode, I think we're going to talk about Baby Driver um, by Edgar Wright, which came out, which is much more recent. Don't worry, I have not seen it yet. Andrew hasn't seen not it. Watch I made it. sure. I might but it watch it looks after like we're done. Character. Yeah, Do I really? Kinda. Yeah. No. How is that person famous? It's like. Andrew, you should read if, the novelization. If, <laughs> the no, is there a novelization? <laughs> uh, I, I drew my own comic also, book. Also, whenever I think about the film Baby Driver, I think of like a mini screwdriver. Gun. <laughs> wow. You are, you are an engineer. You is an engineer. Um, no, so it's Edgar Wright. It's much more recent than Silence of the Lambs, uh, but a very interesting movie to talk about. Perfect. Super fun. Um I'll try to come up with a beer from Wikipedia. Come up with some beer, which will be a surprise. We'll reveal it on the episode. I think that just about wraps up 
everything we meant thanks to say. Thanks for joining us yeah. at the Brobies. Thanks for, yeah, thanks at for listening. Brobies. If you made it this far, a minute, hour and ten if minutes. You did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, did, there's something seriously wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, uh, goodbye horses. Yeah.